Welcome to Absent Father Podcast, a weekly conversation where we discuss the impacts in all areas of our life, of growing up with an absent father, how to overcome them, and the superpowers that we create along the way. I'm your host, Rodney Miller, executive coach, MBA, and son of an absent father. You can learn more about me and get in touch by visiting www.rodneymuller.com or by email at me at rodneymuller.com. We got greatness by choice. We got gravity by chance. Hello, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Absent Father podcast. Uh, excited to be with you. Hope everything is going well into the new year. Today, I want to talk about depression and specifically uh, some of the elements of depression. I'm obviously not uh, a therapist, but uh, I'm a, you could call me a philosopher, certainly have uh, as a coach and as a a leader um, and in my own self-awareness inquiry and and journey of healing, uh, certainly uh, dealt with depression, seeing what it looks like. Um, and also have thought a lot about what it really is. And one of the, one of the things that, uh, had me really start to think about depression, uh, was when I really had probably the worst bout of depression in my life. Uh, it was 2013 in the fall. I know it was October because it was uh, right around my birthday. And I had moved to San Francisco about uh, six months earlier, uh, which was very exciting. Um, I was uh, sort of new into my business and was excited for the possibilities of, of my business working out, my career working out, and, you know, in many ways, if those work out, I thought my life would work out. Um, so I so I get to San Francisco. I you know hit the ground running. I'm going after, um, going after my business, going after what's next for me. And suddenly, in uh, October of 2013, I just felt this uh, just crazy sense of fear wash over me. Um, and I wouldn't say it was like I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm scared. It was more like I didn't want to do anything. Um, it was really hard just to uh, show up uh, for my clients, show up, show up in my business. And I, you know, I mustered up enough energy to do that and do a good job. But, but it took so much energy from me. And uh, luckily, I was working with someone who was pretty deep, uh, a healer at the time. Uh, if you're in San Francisco, you have to check her out. Her name is uh, Maitre Meliana. I will uh, include her in the show notes. Uh, she is an extraordinary woman, uh, a therapist, but also uh, someone who does a lot of healing work. So anyway, uh, there I am in October 2013. I am uh, excited to be in San Francisco. I think finally, you know, I'm here. I can really get my business going, um, and I'm doing okay. Uh, my wife and I are out here. We're enjoying our time here, but this sense of uh, 
hopelessness, the sense of fear really just washes over me. Um, and, you know, of course, what I do with that is I try to kind of muscle through it or try to work harder. Uh, and the problem was that that really wasn't working this time. And the other challenge that I have particularly, which is, you know, I often say is a blessing and a curse in my business is that, you know, part of my work, actually all of my work is about being present with people uh, and showing up in a connected and present way. And when you're feeling horrible, that's not really uh, very easy to do. So one of the one of the really smart things that I did and you know and getting some support around me was uh just to take a break. So I ended up taking the uh the last week of October of that year off and I I wanted to be completely alone. And so I found this uh hike in uh northern California near Big Sur uh in the uh Los Padres National Forest is just near Big Sur, and it's an it was an awesome time. I, I it was just me and my dog. We hiked in twelve miles uh, to the middle of the woods, and it was during the week, so there was absolutely no one there. And uh, there's some hot springs, twelve miles in Sykes Hot Springs. So I spent uh, three days just alone, and it was really really what I needed. And as I started to uncover, like, what was this experience that I was feeling? Uh, what, what was happening to me? Um, and what I uncovered was I had really encountered um, a sense of genuine hopelessness. And I want to dive into this a little bit more and I think you'll you'll get the connection to uh you know how it's related to growing up with an absent or distant father at least how it related in my own life um but what I realized is that I was I had become I I was becoming aware of I was becoming present to the fact that the strategies that I had carried my whole life, and at, at this time I was uh, in my early 30s, uh, the strategies that I had carried for all those years of my life uh, were not going to work out. Like they literally were not going to work to get me where I wanted to go. And I didn't know another way to get where I wanted to go. Therefore, what else would you feel other than hopeless and depressed? The only way that I knew to get where I wanted to be, I didn't now know how to get there, and I knew that I didn't know how to get there. And to me, that is what I believe depression is. Now, this is not a clinical definition, and, you know, if you, you know, are depressed or you think you might be depressed, uh, this is not a mental trick to, to, you know, fix your depression, um, please consult an expert uh, and get supported around that if you feel that way. But I think it is a, um, 
it is an important inquiry, you know. Oftentimes we just label depression, um, which is just a name that we have made up in the world um, that identifies a particular persistent feeling or persistent way of being. Um, some people can certainly be, you know, chronically depressed, and I, I don't really want to wade into that. I think that this conversation is a bit more about, you know, um, when we're on that spectrum of depression. Uh, you know, in my case, it was um, it wasn't to the point where I couldn't get out of bed or I couldn't function, but it was debilitating in its own right and crippling to my my sense of spirit and my my sense of hope, uh, and my sense of possibility. So getting a little more specific, what I realized, you know, on that hike and I started to become aware of was that um, I had this kind of primary strategy for life working out. Um, And that strategy was very important to me is because as we've covered, you know, at a young age, I, th- I think it decided that, you know, I needed to take care of myself. I needed to be able to rely on myself and not rely on others. And in order to do that, I needed to be successful. And, you know, successful meant making money. It meant, you know, continuing to grow and getting more and more and more. And I didn't exactly know that this was my strategy, but when I started to go through this depression, I realized that this is what was happening. My strategy for success was, how do I work hard enough, um, be smart enough, uh, you know, say the right thing, be with the right people, take on as many opportunities as possible, um, you know, look good enough, etc. And the idea is that if I did that, then one day somebody somewhere who had more power than me would recognize me, that they would see my potential and my talent and my gifts and they would kind of come out of nowhere and rescue me uh, from my worries And I don't know what exactly triggered it. I I can imagine, you know, part of it was I was going from St. Louis, a a smaller city, to San Francisco where, you know, there's so much abundance and, uh, you know, possibility and uh, forward thinking. I thought, well, if I just go to San Francisco, then, you know, people will notice me and my business will be successful. And that wasn't happening six months in. I also started to see that, you know, people that um, were doing things that I thought if I did those, then I would be successful. You know, if I I wrote a book, um, if I uh, were speaking more, if I had a really fancy website, if I had another credential, well, surely then if those happened, then I would be rescued. Um, Then I started to notice that there were even people that... Um, were famous, you know, people that were on uh, the Oprah show numerous times, people that you know their name. And I began to come to terms with the fact that 
even if that happened, it still wouldn't guarantee success. It still wouldn't make, you know, ensure that I was uh, safe and secure for the rest of my life. That basically this whole strategy that I was employing and actively pursuing, which was, you know, work hard and look good and get noticed and then someday somebody will rescue you and then your problems won't be there, that that was never going to work. And so the way I define depression is it's becoming aware of or present to that the strategy that you had for life working out is not going to work. So when we're present to that, that is the sense of hopelessness that we experience. So to me, um, and as I was uh, you know, finishing this hike uh, after spending two amazing days uh, isolated in the Los Padres National Forest and uh, having my own private uh, hot spring in the middle of the forest, um, as I was walking out of the woods, I started to started to realize that this is what I had been experiencing. I was really coming to terms with the idea that my strategies for life were not going to work out. And the hopelessness was because I didn't yet know another way. So we'll, we'll talk about that other way in a second, but how does this tie into uh, having an absent or distant father? I think it might be obvious, um, but I can't tell, so I'll just tell you. Um, you know, that wound uh, uh, that, that occurs from having an absent or distant father leaves um leaves you sort of yearning for uh you you being noticed you being recognized for your talents so the wound of the absent father or distant father um if you're absent obviously like in my case like it just left a hole um, in that part. And so it left me very um, uh, desirous, uh, yearning for um, someone of authority. So in this case, you know, I was like hoping someone would notice me, hoping someone would notice my talents and rescue me. Um, it was completely a conversation about kind of hoping that you know, even though I knew that I didn't have a father anymore, that hoping someone like a father figure, someone who was powerful, someone who could help me, someone who could see me, that they would do that. So, so I was bringing this, uh, that father wound and it was informing the strategies that I was putting into life. Um, similarly, you know, you see this, uh, you know, if you have a distant father, and this is not, again, none of the show is really a knock on fathers. It's just um, part of the opportunity as, uh, particularly as men who may become fathers, is as we can see the impact for ourselves and we can um, heal ourselves, then we have an opportunity to 
be more present, uh, to be more connected, and also to have uh, the lives and impact that we want. But if you have an emotionally disconnected father, likely because, you know, he had probably the same experience, and that's, you know, very much um, what has been rewarded in our world as men, um, if you have that, oftentimes there's a, um, there's a missing in the fullness or fullness of the appreciation of your gifts. So it leaves you kind of working harder and harder and harder trying to get that external affirmation and acknowledgement. So the last thing I want to say about this is in, you know, how, you know, in my case, this depression related to growing up with an absent father, you can imagine um, how painful that was from a number of different elements. And that's why I think it really, they came together to cause a pretty, um, pretty tough experience for me, pretty tough depression. Um, So not only was I sort of in this space where I was afraid that um, I didn't know how to be successful anymore, which was really important to my safety and security. And not just that, but, you know, that was important to me. I wanted to succeed like anyone else. So not only am I scared that now I don't know how to do that and the strategies I had for that I realize aren't going to work, but I'm also coming to terms with the fact that um, no one is coming to rescue me. You know, I knew that, you know, my father wasn't coming to rescue me, but now coming to terms with the, the knowledge that no one is coming to rescue me, that uh, no, there's no real chance of the fantasy about a father coming into my life or becoming it would play out. Um, and as I share that, I mean, it's, it's really interesting because it reminds me of, you know, these moments in life um, that kind of happened along the way. And I think we'll get into some of this in a later episode about mentors. But, you know, uh, I remember, you know, having mentors in my life and hoping that they could fill that role. But you know, no mentor can fill the role of your father. No person can fill that role. Um, and the truth is, it's not even necessarily filling the role of the father, but it's more like filling the role of your own affirmation, uh, filling the whole of that wound. That's that's our work to do. And uh, hopefully you're getting some of that opportunity in this conversation, and, and, and we'll, we'll continue to talk about that. <clears throat> So the last thing I want to talk about is, um, you know, what do you do when you're in the depression? What's the other way? Um, So if you're like me, when I was depressed, my first instinct was to uh, beat myself up, work harder, wonder what's wrong with me, ignore the feelings, ignore the pain. And I did that for a while, and you might too. But as much as you can let in, I would really encourage you to to take time off to, when you notice that you're in that space, to trust, number one, that it will pass. It almost always passes. 
especially if you're willing to give yourself a little space. Um, you know, it's hard sometimes to see the storm of emotion that's going on inside of us, especially for people that grow up with an absent or distant father. But, but when you encounter that, imagine that you're going through, you're experiencing uh, major pain, trauma, you're processing. Uh, you've just come to terms with the fact that uh, the way you hoped life would work out and all the things that you knew to help it get there will never work. That's a big deal. The good news is, the other way, and the thing that I came to as I was walking out of those woods was, this sucks right now. But this was an important and mandatory step in my journey. If I continued to bring that uh, those strategies to my life, to success, none of the things that I really dreamed about, none of the things that I really wanted were possible from that place. So depression sucks, but I think for most people, we can consider it an opportunity and actually a marker of our growth and development. It's that we're coming to terms with something that just doesn't work, doesn't serve us any longer. And that means that if we give ourselves the space, and please give yourself the space, be generous with yourself. If we give ourselves that space, we can move through this and, and be rebirthed, uh, recreated. And I didn't know it at the moment, but that was absolutely a turning point for my life, a turning point for my business. And it was so necessary to walk through that pain to walk through that depression. Uh, it, it helped me uh, stop looking for someone to rescue me and start looking at how to rescue myself. Stop looking outside of me for you know a magic fix or somebody to tell me I'm good enough and to start looking at how do I take care of myself in that way. And when you can connect to that, you have everything that you will ever need and nobody can take that away from you so that is depression again if you're struggling with depression get some support it doesn't mean you have to take medicine but connect with an expert if you're feeling depressed uh, and definitely get connected with someone and be kind to yourself more than anything i think that depression is a natural part of the human experience I would be shocked if people did not experience it, all people did not experience in one form or another throughout their life. All right. Again, you've been listening to the Absent Father podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, please rate and review on iTunes. We're also now on Google Play. I don't know anything about Google Play, but we are there. Uh, and I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to get your feedback. You can get me at... Uh, me, M-E is my email, at rodneymiller.com, M-E at rodneymiller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R.com. You can also get me on the web at rodneymiller, M-U-E-L-L-E-R.com. Until next time.